Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here again this week, and we are looking forward to taking your questions and your comments along the mental health field. So the number to call in to ask your question or to share your comment is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. And again, we are looking forward to taking your questions or your comments, so go ahead call in, and with Siata Deshmaya, we look forward to taking your questions. Again, the number is 718-683-5858. So we are going to start with our first caller, all the way from England. And Harav Nissen, who do we have? Miss R. Miss R, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hi. Firstly, I'd like to say hi to all my London friends listening to this late hour. So my question is like this. Last week, a girl called up. Um, she asked. She said that she's got one friend that's on her mind the whole time. So he told her to pick two friends. But seriously, she's 17. How can she go pick two friends now? What's your question? Very simple. Pick two friends, and now you start making friendship. What's your so question? So she comes into the class. Hi, he wants to be my friend. Okay. How do you think friendships are made? Let's shift it right back to you. That's quite personal. Your, what's personal? How do you make a friend as personal? You don't make one at age 17. Oh, you don't? What happens when you're 30? Sorry? What happens when you're 30 years old? You don't make new friends? What happens when you're 45? What happens when you're 50 and you move areas, which happens very often in today's generation? That's it? It's over? Um, I don't know. So let me share with you the response. You're a young teenager, Baruch Hashem, which is a fantastic level. What you also need to realize is that teenagers don't have all the answers that they have in life, which means the teenage stages are meant to learn, and what you're going to learn during the teenage teenage years is how you're going to believe the life works. That means if you have already made up in your mind that there is absolutely no way to make new friends, you will now be stuck with that. Now, in my book, Purposely, which ended up, I actually wrote it for adults, but I was shocked to how it became like a number one bestseller to teenagers, was the chapters, the 10 chapters that I find that I do mostly with clients. So if there are 10 sessions that I do with almost everyone, I realized, let's put it in a book, and we can start help creating an awareness. What ended up being is that teenagers had a major need for these 10 yesoidas. So let me start teaching you some, not teach, let me share with you some information that might help you. Number one is how to release, to learn, to build your self-esteem. Once you have a self-esteem, then what happens is you're able to not need to be a perfectionist. You're able to try again and again and again. Then... So that's what's needed. So in order to make new friends, A, you have to have a self-esteem. B, even at 17, and if you learn how to do this at 17, and if you're willing to try maybe one friend, maybe a different friend, and then you might find, oh, the fourth person that you're trying to be friends with, that is a friend, or maybe a fifth one will come over to you. And then you tried several times, and now you learned how to continue the process. Then what happens is you now go to Chapter 3, which is, Now that you have a good friend, and now that friend changes schools, 
or they move away or things happen, what happens is are you going to get stuck or will you continue trying again? That's where stage three is. Chapter three is about once you're an expert in something, that's where the teenagers are stuck. Teenagers thought, yeah. I have that one friend I'm supposed to make now new friends. Exactly like you said. It's impossible. Not only is it possible, but it's a must. If you don't learn to master this stage of the teenage years, and you've got to learn it at the, in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, it's that much harder. Then do you know what else happens? So it's chapter four. Let's say you're learning to make new friends, even though it's hard. Then comes the people that go, I'm stuck. I can't. I don't have any choice. The school told me what I have to do. The parents told me what I have to do. I have no choice. And what adults learn is in the limited choices that we have, we can still have a successful, exciting life. That means a mother, Chas does not have to divorce her husband and leave her children to start feeling free and to get an excitement in uh, whatever she wants to do. There's in the role of a mother where you can find excitement and enjoyment, and the same is for a father. He does not have to divorce the wife or leave the kids to start feeling free. These are levels that teenagers don't know yet, and the adults that many times they come to therapy when they want to like change and drop everything, it's because they didn't learn these lessons during the teenage years. You know what chapter right, five is about? Awareness. Wait, hold on. Chapter five is about learning how to say no. We've got the teenagers coming in with the same level. Oh, do you know how hard it is? My friend wants me to do this, and I don't want to, and now I'm forced to, and now I'm stuck late at night, and I can't say no, and I'm so stressed. Chapter 5 is about learning how to be very nice, very caring, and to say, I really want to help you, or I really want to do this, but at this time, it doesn't work out for a benefit. And this is for others, and this is also for yourself. With teenagers, have a difficult time learning how to say no to themselves. If we don't have that in the teenage years, we don't learn that in the teenage years, we're going to struggle with that in our 20s, our 30s, and our 40s. And again, a lot of shalom bias issues that happen are about these, just these five chapters. I'm not here to promote my book. The goal is not to promote my book. The goal is first to share with you that you made such a solid statement that 17-year-old kids, how are you supposed to make new friends as if life is over? The point is to teach you life is just beginning. And what you don't learn in the teenage years, don't worry. The Rabbi Nishleilam is a Kelrach of a Chanun. He's got Erech HaPayim. He's got so much patience that he will give you the same problems in your 20s and your 30s and your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. I even worked on a couple of their books. They were in their 80s where they had to leave their house and they had to start to go to assisted living. And they're going, I have to start now going to a place, learning nurses, meeting new staff people. And guess what we found out? The husband, let's say, I'm not saying which one had the issue, but let's say the husband said this was always the issue through life about change, whether it was his or his wife's. So whatever isn't mastered will happen throughout life, every stage, and we've got to master these steps. So now, what awareness are you getting? Hello? Yes. What awareness are you getting? Daddy can't pick friends at 17. You could? Now let's go to the next step. How? How do you think you make friends at 17? Rav Nissa, what would you suggest? You know, I said that uh, our Chachamim said, Mikol Melamdai is Kelti. I said that uh, we, we learn from everyone. And uh, I think that every day we're learning new stuff. And uh, I think that uh, the best way is to, to look open our eyes and not be close ourselves in our shell. 
and say, I, I, I cannot do it. Yes, you can do it. Believe me. And uh, you, this, you, I believe that uh, when you approach new people, you know that s starting with a small talk, and I'm sure that around you, you have a lot, a lot of people, and sometimes you, uh, just curiosity and people that you sometimes you uh, grow with them and you don't know them nothing, you know, don't know about them nothing, you know. I'm sure that your next door uh, neighbor, you don't know about her, almost nothing. And you can just develop what, what interesting uh, hobbies, you know, what doing a fashat khala, everything. And this is stages that we are learning every day a new stuff. Even 120 years, this is the, basically the Jewish way that we learn every day a new stuff. And uh, I think Rabbi Yudah said, Mikol Melamda is in above all for my students. So this is not a matter of gava or pride to not to learn. I, I would say that I learn from even from, from my children and from, from my, my grandchildren many times something not new. It's not so, but this is the connection with a new friendship, a new relationship, uh, and approach that, first of all, don't say that I cannot. Yes, you can. And if I can, you can. There's no question. And the yeah, idea. Yeah, for those that don't know, Rav Nissen has a program which <laughs> he does. It's called If I Can, You Can. And since Rav Nissen is amazing in the construction line, that is what he does for a Parnassa. This is all his Sadaka, where he volunteers his time, and whatever he does make is to keep this whole program going. So his program is called If I Can, You Can, where you can call up with any question from how to put a fixture in to how to whatever it is, heating, whatever you'd like to know. And they've got kids calling up, adults, teenagers calling up, adults calling up, how do you do this, how do you do that? And his concept is if I can, you can, that everyone really can. That's exactly his thought, and I love the program. So thank you for <laughs> I didn't want to promote my show, but it is this is my no, belief. This is a concept. This, this is a concept. You this have is... this belief that if that's simple, and that's what I would like you to know, that 17-year-olds, of course you don't know how. You're starting to get aware now about making friends. You feel like the whole world is now so black and white. And that's the beauty of calling up and asking this question, is to start creating an awareness. Your life isn't set now that you figured out life. The point of 17-year-old is to know, wow, there is so much more vision, so much more for me to see. There are so many people I can speak to and get more ideas, more, more, more advice. And that's the point of this program. Everyone can. Yes. Um, I also want now, to know. Let me ask you, what are you walking yeah. out with? What are you hearing now? That at 17, you're just about starting your life, and you could pick friends, and if not now, then you'll do it later. That's right. That's right. Now, I also want to share with you, there are two programs that I have where I do a full hour share in my, in my, on my phone line, which is on that 718-298-2011. In section one, I've got no, program number 18, which is how to make, how to connect. First, you need to learn connection. And then program number 19 is how to make best friends. There are two different levels. So again, that number is 718-298-2011. And in section one, where I have the 60-something Shiram over there programs, their number 18 is how to connect. So I would like to ask you, because you seem like a pretty smart, intelligent teenager. 
what would you say? How's a way that you connect to people? Now, you can't go, hi, in class, I'm looking for a best friend. I'm looking for friends. Who wants to be my friends? You know that's social suicide. You know you won't have any friends. So how do you think? I will share with you some ideas, but I want you to start participating a little more. How do you think someone makes friends? You look around, and I see. Good. You look who around. Who has Very a similar nature, nature to you, you and who's your kind. Yeah. I guess that's how you connect. Good. Hold on. No, no, no. That's How did you connect? You just saw who's your kind. How do you connect? You so approach them and ask them if they're seeking for a friend. And if they're seeking for a friend. Okay, let's stop. Hold on. So first step is you're right. You look around, which two or three people would you like to get close to? Step one. Step two is if you ask somebody they're looking for a friend, it could be a good system, but it could also be too direct. They might like more subtle which is when they sit down, you ask them a question, something about school. You call them up if they want to come to your house, or you can call them up once or twice and ask them, like, let's say now it's the summertime, so you won't ask them about school, but you'll ask them, what are you doing, or where are you going on vacation? If you're calling now, the way it sounds like from England, as you're saying it, well, you're starting another holiday where everyone goes away. Like, where are you going? You place a call. There's also some But the girl not find it interesting that family I'm calling off now every day? Oh, well, don't start every day. Again, it's much easier when school, when you're in school. But you can still do it. You can ask her, what are you doing today? Would you like to go out? I'm watching my brother or my sister. Do you have any brother and sister that you're watching? We can go together to the park and watch them. Are you going anywhere? Maybe your family's going to the same place. We can meet up. So the way you make friends is first by doing similar projects, similar tasks. That's why people at work is where they make friends. People make friends in school. People make friends in shul because that's where you're meeting. So if you'd like to be friends, sometimes go to, if you're if by your places they go to shul, you do that. Sometimes they volunteer. It helps out a lot. Many times you'll find if they have a brother or a younger brother and sister where they go out, you call them up, how about I take care of, I'll take care of my siblings, you take care of yours. These are always, so you don't go direct to you want to be friends or you're looking for friends. You start connecting. You start making, you, and you, again, remember we're discussing reaching out to several of them. That's what we discussed, not one, several. Yeah. How okay. does that make sense so far? Sorry? What, how do you feel with that step? First, just connecting. Meeting two, three people and start making the connections. Yeah, I feel very confident. Good. Now, once you start being with them more often, you or let's say you let's say you're calling them once or twice, you're meeting them the next day. Sometimes you want to see if you can get together on Shabbos because Shabbos afternoon is sometimes where it's an hour and a half. There's more time. Or Friday afternoon, sometimes you want to like Rabbi Nissen said, sometimes there could be a certain Chesed project that you're going to work together. So if there's an older person, say, how about we go? There's, there's always the older, the, the nursing homes, the assisted living. They could always use girls going over, saying hello, taking the kids. Parents can always use kids saying, you know, Mom, I'm going to go with the brother or sister to this and this friend. You go to rest for an hour and a half or I'll take care of them. These are all steps that are huge mitzvahs and you get to gain. You get to connect and build together. Right. Got it? Then to make mm -hmm. best friends is once you've made the connection, then we go to the next level. Then we start seeing how to make best friends. Okay. Yeah? 
Um, I wanted to know if you know the book Awareness. The book Awareness by Dr. Adahan with the Enneagrams, the nine Enneagrams. Yeah. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. It's a beautiful um, book. It's a bit gross. Sorry? It's a beautiful book. Yeah. Mm. It's a bit personal, but what number do you think you are? Well, we're not going to go down that path because <laughs> things get confusing. Not because I have an issue sharing it. It happens to be I'm writing a book a little bit different. We're in the middle of it. It's about the four natures. About instead of doing nine, I put it into four, into the Eishmaim Ruach and Afar, that we've got the Makairis in the Svarim. So that's why I like doing it in there. And I found myself in several places. We'll wait for that to come out for people to ask. And then it's so simple to see where I fit. Where would you say I belong? Um, eight. Okay, that's pretty good. And four? And? Four. Yeah, there are a couple. I happen not to remember them offhand, but I remember seeing myself in one specifically, and then a second one. Uh, yeah, thank you. Hatzlacha, okay. and the number to call in. Thank you for staying up so late all the way from England. And the awareness, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we have now availability to ask your question, so call up, 718-683-5858. Yes. Um, Harvnison, what, what would you like? I know we have some uh, text, you know, you want to take the text about the boy with the long pairs? And yeah, the this person has sent it so many times last yes. week. Yes. Let's try this again. And I'm not sure. Okay. How does a boy who had long payers and father made it very short and all in the chay to have long payers, how do you deal with embarrassing and makes him feel different? I mean, the, the, the difficulty and the question is that you hear the unhealthiness. It means the father's got issues. And it's not because going from, more from, or not from. It's that why would you take a kid that's fitting in looking normal like and we know that fitting and dressing is part of the levels of feeling connected or when we look different we are going to get attacked or at least comments from some people that have some issues so let's recognize that by doing that you know you're hurting your children however i believe this question like this and part of the reason why we didn't address it is i wonder if these messages are a little political, means is this a wife that the parents are getting divorced or they're divorced or they're having issues where the husband doesn't want to be that from? And now what the wife is doing is asking, oh, so how do you do when the father's embarrassing the son? And many times it's, well, are we using the son now as a scapegoat? means... Are there really issues that the husband's not that from? He's wanting to be modern, and now we're blaming it on the kids? When we do the parenting workshop, one thing I always request is, once we start getting into a little bit some of the shalom bias, we don't spend much on that, but we do spend a little to be aware. We don't want the kids involved. And this is sometimes where we turn kids involved. means where the wife will tell the husband, you never give our kids attention, when really what you're saying is, I never get attention. Or it's like in this case, like it's not right that you're having the kids dress differently. And what the wife really means to say is, I'm embarrassed when I am around you and you're dressing differently. Or when we go to Simchus and you're dressing differently. So when we get these questions, that's the issue with text. 
I don't know what's really going on. And that is, are you asking about your, the, what to deal with your son when people make him feel different? means maybe have him speak to the father and share with his father. Is it really? How do you get the father to stop it? Uh, the question is very vague, and this, this person has sent the messages many, many times. I want to say that uh, many, many times is not how, how the environment or the, the around, surrounded talking about. It's how you presented it to the boy itself and how you, 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 you approach with the boy. And if the father has the reasoning and to do and he build the confidence in the boy itself, I don't see any problem with this. The question is if, if you can create the, the bonding between the father and the son, and I don't see any problem that, you know, we see many times some, some boys with the different uh, dress code and, because, and they feel confidence, but you, you don't belong to the square, the cubicle that everybody in belongs. But this is the question is really how the father and the mother, parents, is, is uh, represented to the boy. Many times you find, especially in Israel, uh, different names, you know, the different that's names that are, and many kids don't know how to, to swallow it, you know, let's, let's say this, you know, making fun about the, the names and stuff like this. But if you put it the kids and the confidence, and this is your name, this is what you, how you look like, you know, kids can find anything wrong, you know, with if you are, if you are redhead, if you have freckles, if you have glasses, if you have, a twisted Beautiful. teeth. Beautiful. Uh, Thank it you so it much for saying that. Thank depends you. how you build your child confidence that he, this is I am standing with my short appeared because this is why I, I want it or this my father is we you know this is how you're working. But if yes, if you're working against this the, your child, the uh, you know a desire or child confidence, you create a conflict. I tell you the Beautiful. truth. Many times, many times, I go to the uh, PTA and I'm saying, you know, and you know me how I look like, you know. I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't dress like, you know. And but my kids accepting it, you know. And I, I respect I, it. I, you know, it, you. I've the, seen your kids; they love you and they respect you. It's beautiful. It's it's something that you build the the own your kids. You know, I can go to a you know to dinner and all of them is a black hat. And all the all the women's with a shaitel, and my wife she only one go with with a cover, and I have no no uh, no black hat. It's meaning that yeah. I not belong. No, it's meaning that I am I am my personality. I this what what we dress code, and that's it. And if you build the confidence on the children, our children, I don't see any problem with this. Beautiful. So let's clarify what you're saying. What you're saying, Rav Nissen, is as follows: that if we are solid. If we're strong, if we're doing it from a healthy place, our children will respect us, and it will teach our children that in schools, if you're tall, you're short, you're blonde, you have black hair, you have freckles, you don't have freckles, you have money, you don't have money, your parents are, not, are known like they're public or they're not, there'll always be someone that will have a comment about something. And if you work on yourself to be confident, you teach your children, we're allowed to be different. We're meant to be an individual. Be, be happy about yourself. Then the kids will feel confident when that happens. If, unfortunately, it's coming from pain, from anger, then the kids will be hurt and the kids will be embarrassed. And that's a beautiful message, Ravnison, and it's very true. I see it in your family that, yes, 
and, and the, the love, the caring, and then I just, you just see it all over. When it's coming from a healthy place, you are proud of your parents, even though someone makes a comment, because that's life. Beautiful. Um, should, should we go to that, because there's some great text about the Shidduch that I wanted to take that you sent me, but maybe let's go to Ms. K, and then we'll go back to the, then we'll go back to some of the texts. Hello? Yes, yes, I'm just uh, trying to get some, uh, you know... Yeah, maybe we'll go to Miss K. Let's okay. go to Miss K. Can you hear me? Hello, yes. Kay? Yeah, welcome to the program. Welcome. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that um, I I think your book was phenomenal, um, and I want to say that I think you do... I've been listening to your station for years, on, well, as long as you've been on, and I haven't had the chutzpah, honestly, <laughs> to call you and ask you what I want to ask. But I decided to take a, a stride after Tishabov and all the spiritual enlightening I had. And I decided to call to see your brilliant opinion. You know, number one, your book. Number two, you're doing an amazing thing for Orthodox people. I'm a Balas Juba. I became religious in my 30s. I'm in my 50s wow. now. And I want to say that um, I came from a dysfunctional family. My parents were divorced. When I was a teenager, I've done a lot of soul-searching. I'm divorced. I have no children. I live in Eretz Israel. I made Aliyah. I've had tremendous challenges, including cancer twice, and I've, I've overcome wow. that with Amuna, wow. the Tuchin, without drugs, without drugs, without antidepressants. Um, thank you. But one, I have to, I know that you're very keen. I heard you talking to a I just want to say, I'm not here to toot your horn, and I think, Nisam, I think what you're doing for the Orthodox community is incredible for the simple reason that it's, you know, uh, therapy is such a stigma and all, especially with Shaduchim and so forth. I have to say that it's amazing, it's so incredible that there's a program on television, I mean, on radio, what you're doing is such a karasatov, such a kiddush Hashem, opening chasidish people. I listen and I say to myself, we never, people didn't have that and it's such a good feeling because you're enlightening them and, and opening a door to take them to therapy which everybody needs i've been doing it for years and it's the best thing i've done cognitive therapy and i i've had ups and downs but let me uh, one thing i know for sure is that amuna and positive thinking and all the good things i've done in my life and all the challenges I have one question. I know you always want a specific question. It's not going to be general because I know you're, you're you know, M.O., doctor. First, let me thank you. <laughs> you're for very that. good. Thank you. Thank you. First, let me thank you for the beautiful compliment. And I always appreciate when someone shares with us, <laughs> you know, the successes that it affects, that it changes. And thank I'm glad you. that you're able to share that, you know, that you see and you know different people that are being helped. And, and every caller, like what you're doing, that you're sharing some of the difficulties and that you went through and that you went to therapy and that it's, that it's helped you, each of these messages just help reinforce. I can only do so much, but having the people brave, each caller like you that's brave mm. to call. Thank you. And, so about, story. and your book, your book was incredible. By the way, I th- I wrote a review, but I didn't use my right, my real name. I did okay, write a review. Thank you. And uh, thank I think I was one of the few you. people. I noticed not many people, but it was an incredible book, and I gave it to people as gifts. It was a very, it was toragic, and it involved psychology like Dr. Lieberman Free will, that book also covers a tope to him because I listen to him yeah. as well. But what I like, you know, I'm going to go back to my question. It's a very Wait, hard question, question for me now. to ask you. It's a very hard question. I, I don't know if my family is going to be listening. 
because uh, it's been something that's been inside of me. I've talked to rabbis. I've talked to uh, therapists about it. And I just recovered from second-time survivor of breast cancer in nine years, and I'm doing very well, thank God. But it's been very hard because uh, I know they talk about Lushen Hara, you know, with Tishu Bav. I have some of my family's not religious. Some of them are Balashuva, and I'm a Balashuva. And I want to say that I've had the question I want to ask you is, if your family is talking and they're not seeing, experiencing your joy in Yiddishkeit and they're, they're kind of taking, not, not taking it away from you and putting you down and talking Lush and Hara, and you literally hear it and say during the time that you're going through cancer treatments and, you know, support, but yet I came through it, you know, listening to it and, and hearing it but not, and going to therapy and talking to them and getting, going above that. What do you do when it's your own family? Because I asked a rabbi last night. I was at a class in, in Los Angeles about Tisha B'Av. I was there, and, and, and he said that it's the worst. I mean, what they were discussing, I mean, there were five rabbis, Rabbi Friend, Rabbi Crow, you know, there was a video. And they said it's the worst thing in the world. Lush and Herat destroys because of the te- temples that I want. I want to know in my heart because I'm having a I'm forgiving, but I can't forget. And it's coming young Kippur. All right, so and how, as a psychologist and as a Jew, a religious Jew, how, what advice can you give me, please? Let's understand your question. Your question is that you're going through a difficult, a, a medical bar Hashem, you've gotten out of it. I, no, I'm, not, I'm finished with that. But it, my family has not, um, has supported me. They, they talk about the past. I've had, I've had yeah. my, dis, okay. you know, depression. So I've had my that? time, my darkness, so to speak. Yeah, but you. But now I'm in the light. You're not there anymore. Let me ask you. If I'm you're not, not there, there anymore. anymore. That's the point. It's always about what I'm not instead of what I am. And trust me, I'm a good. good. So I do a lot of mitzvahs. How many friends? So I'll share with you. People, it's very hard for people to see the new you when they still see the old you. So hey, let's clarify. This is my family, doctor. This is my fam, my immediate family. Oh, yeah, I'm not a, immediate. Yeah, you call me psychologist. I'm not. I'm just a social worker. Okay. And just, well, you're more than that. Whatever. You're a doctor. You're uncomfortable calling me by my first name. Uh, we'll call Nissan a, a doctor. Okay, go ahead. Good. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, but you're, yeah. you're, you're qualified to answer the question, I think. Great. But it's just simple. If we are focused on the past, on them understanding or recognizing you, and as if you want them to see who you are now, that won't happen. We have no power over anyone else. Okay, thank we you. Do Trent, that's uh, what my therapist Mordechai, told me. Mordechai, Mordechai. Yes. Wait, that's, let me jump over. I yes, think I that, want to hear what you have to say. I, I, I would say, I would say that uh, exactly what you reflect is also something that you you have to stop thinking about your past and it's like this. And first of all, but Just I'm not. no, no, I'm no. Not. But listen, 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 it's listen, them. listen, listen to me. Listen to me. In the okay, minute, ahead, you, uh, did you ever, uh, did you ever did a bodedut? You know, just talking to yourself. I'm doing okay. well, go- I, I study with Breslov. Okay, good. Okay, so now, I tell you, if you, Amuna, if you, I do mitzvahs Torah. Okay, no, no. I have transformed, Rabbi. So, transformed. Okay, good, excellent, not, excellent. So you see around you, and you would see medication. Got, without great, great, great. So now, now, be, this, this, this is eventually will penetrate. To the other side it's no question about it that you do it and you do it right and this is will penetrate eventually and just thanks god to these people that judge you and that past thanks god everything that you think it's wrong and you see that it will be penetrated to the other side 
and you see a big I'm that and you and turn it around because Hashem doesn't okay, let anyone okay. hurt yeah, you. Great. I understand. Great. Without without allowing it, but the truth is, it's painful because it's my family, it's yes. my mishpacha. Okay, uh, but that you have to me, forgive but I can't them. You get to me because they take away my joy. Okay, you I have a lot of friends so that they love my 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 embracement of Yiddishkeit. But you see, it's already take your joy. In the minute it affects your joy, you're still not in the stage. It's very hard. You're uh, it's, right. Okay, I'm not you're still level, not in the stage of this. You have right? to work about yourself, nobody else. You cannot change nobody. You have changed yourself, and you see it's reflecting. Right. We can only take responsibility okay. for it. That's what I've learned in therapy. Exactly. Okay. You can only take responsibility. I, I really, we have, an, we have a caller from UK now, and we have to. Okay. Okay, thank no, you. Thank you. Listen, God bless. I appreciate Amen. it. Amen. Amen, you too. You. And you really... Thank you. I mean, it's all Thank it's all from Hashem. Keep on growing and the chizuk and the strength. I mean, and I listen to your radio. I call in your television. I get your daily, uh, you know, imuna. Good. Okay. Thank, Thank you. I mean, I mean. Thank, Thank you. you. Keep doing great work. So everything's going to be good. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Excellent. Great. And we go to Mr. S. Mr. S. From UK. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello? Yes. Yes. Yeah, hello. Um, I'm 13 years, and I have an older brother, um, 15 years. So, so you're 13, and you have a brother, 15. What? You are 13, and your brother is 15? Yes. Yes. And he's, he's telling me his old time diet and he he will accept me. And uh, and I want to know uh, an idea holidays. So I'm not understanding the question. You have a brother, and what 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 about your brother? What? I want to say, you're 13, your brother is 15. What's, I, I just didn't understand it. What's the question? He's, he's very on about me. He's very what about you? Overpowering. He's overpowering you. Yes. Okay, and what do your parents do about this? They're trying to tell him. You stop, but he's not listening. So I appreciate you calling up. Really, this question is it's a lot more complicated because you're asking me a how-to question. What do I do? In this program, what we do is we create an awareness, a how-to. I need to sit with you one-on-one, and it could be several hours. And when I have a policy in my center is if anyone comes to me under the age of 15 or 16, we have the parents also in therapy, and part of the reason is because a lot of your question has to do with your parents. What skills are your parents doing? What are they doing about your brother? What, what's the protection that's going on? Uh, there's, there's just so much going on. We're not blaming your parents. What I'm just saying is you're asking me a how-to question of what to do, and this program is really for awareness. So okay, I appreciate you're up so, so late, and you called up but it's a question that's out of the scope of this program. So for parents listening, we can create an awareness. If you've got a 15-year-old picking on your 13-year-old, 13-year-olds have feelings, and they're hurt, and they're in pain. 
And parents, yes, you do have the power to change that. And I'll put it even stronger, parents. It's in your responsibility to stop it. And if you can't do that on your own, then start speaking to Mahanchem. If they don't have the answer, then it might need a therapist to start recognizing what diagnoses are going on or what's happening by you guys. So what we will take from your question is, there are, out, there are solutions out there for 13-year-olds. There are solutions out there for parents, and they need to be one-on-one. They're not a one-second answer, do it like this or do it like that. It's a lot more complicated. Whatever I'm going to tell you to do or suggest, you're going to tell me, oh, that's not going to work, and that's not going to work. I tried it already. Because many times it's a team issue or parents need to be involved. Okay? Okay. Thank yeah. you for being brave to call up. Thank you. And uh, uh, Mordechai, it's lead me to uh, the, the last text that we get about the mother. And uh, yeah. the, it's yeah. some, some, something that I think it's, we can connect it together. That's eventually the parents has to reflect what, uh, you know, uh, how they reflect on our, upon our life and how we reflect our grandchildren and what yeah. we're doing, you know. This is something I want to read to you a question I got six days ago on like the daily messages that I ask, and my heart goes out and I read it, but I want to read it to you and to everyone listening. Tell me, Rabbi Nishlam, what's happening? Parents, please wake up. Listen to this. It's five lines, but my heart goes out to these five lines, and it goes as follows. I have an eating disorder for the last six and a half years. I'm self-harming myself for about the last two years, and lately I've been having suicidal thoughts. Everything in me screams help. My parents wouldn't allow therapy since it would make me fall out of the category of normal or it's not Jewish going to therapy. And the one time a family member went to therapy, it didn't work out so he wasn't, because he wasn't licensed. And I would go myself, but I'm a hostage at home. Is there any solution? Like, Rabbi Shalalem, parents, do we love our kids? Can we realize that eating disorders are serious, self-harming is serious, suicidal thoughts are serious, and we're worried about what people do? There was a time people were worried about calling Hatzalah when it started. Yes, there was. There was a worried time when people worried about calling Hatzalah, and it's from people coming. And Baruch Hashem, that stigma was broken. Today we don't hesitate. In fact, today we only want from people coming Hatzalah. We don't want the other systems out there. Rav Nissen, what do you say? I'm sorry, I just uh, was in the other line. I just, uh, I didn't, uh, I, I'm, so, I'm really sorry to that. Sure, let me read it again, because I feel, I feel I need your backing to this, because to me, it, it, eats, it, it hurts me seeing this, but, you know, I'm in the field, so maybe I get biased. I'll read it again. Someone sent me a message over here six days ago. I have an eating disorder for the last six and a half years, and I am self-harming myself for the last two years. And lately, I've also been having suicidal thoughts. Everything in me screams help. My parents wouldn't allow therapy since it would make me fall out of the category of normal. It's not Jewish going to a therapist. And the one time a family member went to therapy, it didn't work out since he wasn't a licensed therapist. I would go myself, but I'm hostage at home. Is there any solutions? Yeah, this is. The, I think this is a very painful uh, issue, and the, the, unfortunately, you know, that shovel under the carpet. All this issue is is not helping nobody. 
And yeah. the, the, the worst of all, this is our grandchildren and taking it upon, upon themselves. And we don't know what the coincidence that, that happened to, to them, you know. So we have to right. take it very serious, this issue, you know. And parents, yeah. please get up, you know, wake up, you know, trying to do. I know I am a parent myself, you know. We are not perfect. We are really far away from perfect. We, we're doing a lot of mistakes. But admit that, you know, at least accepting that something wrong with, with the, the boy, with the girl, with, with, you know. And if you see even your ch grandchildren doing something, you just get a little bit in any direction or, or show them. Because you, you basically create a new world, a new life. You don't want that you, your parents' mistake will follow and accelerate and add, you know it's like the the broken phone line you know that you just you say to somebody a word and then the other one adding an and then adding it and it's acceleration and we don't we don't go out from this cycle unfortunately yeah. many of us right now is post post holocaust you know and hitler didn't kill only six million jews hitler killed to uh, 18 million Jews because the reflection of these things that uh, happened to the grand, our grandchildren, uh, grand, uh, grandparents and the parents that coming from the Holocaust and carry it, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And this okay, is so where... We just got a message, someone asking us from Israel, from an Israeli text message, are we going to do a Shaduchim program? Just got it right now. Yes. Just with what you're saying, you know, like we've got to start waking up we got to start like everything that whoever was affected by it we need to go for help yeah, about the shiduchim program yes we we definitely we were any anyone unfortunately we did a show on an hour and a half show on, on shiduchim and right. we get tons of t text but not many people was brave enough to uh to call and because it's scary, everybody is scared. Oh, what would what people who say that I'm not normal? I'm normal. What is, what's wrong with this? You know, we we think awareness here. Each of us yep. has his own pekelech, as you say, and yeah. each we carry. You know, believe me, I I, I don't I don't, it, It's not such a perfect people. It's not such a thing. It's not a, 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 a the knight on the white horse or Cinderella that coming and they grab you. It's not no such a thing. You know. And as Rabbi Victor Miller said about if uh, Romeo and Juliet, imagine yeah. yourself that they would be married together and living in a forest without all the wealth, without all the rich and all the slaves around them. What happened? Romeo has to work and never work in his life, and Juliet has to wash the dishes. And uh, they did that the easy way. They jump and suicide, but uh, uh, this is not the way of life. We yeah. are challenging every single moment our life. So I would like to read, someone just sent me a message about this. I, I'd like to read the message that you sent me, and I'd like to read a message that someone just sent me. So first let's read the message that someone asked again. So here I said, we just got from Israel, someone asking about Shadokim. Then we have over here another one that you sent me. Hello, I noticed today, today's show is no longer centered around Shadokim. But there's something I would like to hear you bring an awareness to, and that is the message to parents. If your child has an issue which will get in the way of, well, in the way of a healthy marriage, don't make your problem into the young boy's or girl's problem by marrying him or her off. It won't work. 
The shidduch might go through, but the marriage won't. Do not expect a newly minted spouse to take on the task of monitoring your child through the necessary therapy. Is yeah, and that is the question. That's step. That's one part of the message, and that's why I'm reading this message about this girl begging for help. The next thing I want to read is that someone sent so about this girl that she has an eating disorder for six and a half years. She's self-harming herself for two, and she's now having suicidal thoughts. Someone sent a message. She should call Hatsala on herself. My husband did it to himself, called Hatsala for himself, and the department, the hospital, is equipped to deal with parents like that. I had experience, and he is brave, and he went for help. And once in the hospital, you don't have to be afraid of your parents from there, everything will be taken care of. This is a great idea. Unfortunately, if it's that serious, if you're safe to reach out to a Rav, reach out. If not, call Hatsala on yourself. And we hear from someone that did it, and from there, their, their life has changed, and they are Hashem, married and happily married. So start the process. You know, people thinking that marriage will solve all the problem. You know, that's oh, let, just let the boy married. And just let the girl marry, then she, everything will come over, you know, just uh, will be fixed. It's not. You just plant the wrong tree. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. working. I have, to, I have to work about it, you know, and pray to the Bono Shalom that give you the right advice, you know, because as a parent, it's, it's very tough, you know. It's very tough to admit something wrong in your family. It's, it's very tough to, to admit that uh, your son or your daughter is not so uh, right, you know. Something like this has to be take care because it's not fair. It's not yeah. nice, you know, uh, what you're going to do. Okay? Yes. Thank you. Yes. And we'll go to Miss C. Hi, you're on with Mordechai and Herav Nissen. Hello. Hello? I don't know. Uh, we, hello? Yeah, hello. Can hello? you hear me? Yes. Yeah, um, I wasn't following all this time because I'm calling from England and I'm usually in bed this time and suddenly I'm realizing, hey, it's 8.30 USA, so I can quickly call in. But I did actually want to call in about a couple of things. Uh, one, just want to thank you so much for the VPD question and answer you did. Um, I've sent around the number to so many people in my family and so many people and you're really making a difference. I have a couple of questions on BPD, but I'll leave it for now. Why? Go thinking, ahead. Bring it up. Why? Because if I start, I won't be able to end. I don't know where to start. Well, we've I only got about 10 minutes and... to go anyhow, unless we extend it. But, uh, right. Well, so. I guess my biggest question is, but, you know, Dina Friedman, who does the Hanach uh parenting course, she says when you have a question, write it down and then put it down on the paper and then sort of turn it over to Hashem or sort of even just writing it down makes you open to looking for the answers and sort of I was thinking a week ago that I'll ask you this question and since then I've gotten lots of answers already just from just from the world just from life just from being open probably just from bringing it into different conversations probably um, um, but my question my big question was that I've got siblings at home my mother's definitely well she's a child of BPD and probably she's 55 by now she's, so she's BPD herself in some ways and i'm the oldest i've got siblings ranging from like six till 20 nine siblings at home and i've been a year in recovery like an emotional anonymous 12-step group and innate health my sister's been in and we've been 
sort of just loads of therapy help and um, even even like physical like reflex help and other things like that. And my biggest question is that how can I? I was the oldest, and no one sort of stood, no one stood up and had the courage to come and say like, is anything wrong, or can we do, or what can we do for you, or to even explain what was going on. Um, we only know my grandmother was BPD only for the last two years, and she's already 78. And we're only realizing that my mother must be a child of BPD and what that means only now, like the last year. And even that only got clear after listening to your question. So my biggest question is I'm married now for 10 years and obviously went through my big struggles. Obviously couldn't have relationships until I sort of been working on all that now. And my Hello? Yes, okay, disconnect. Oh, okay. Disconnect. I hope she take, calls back. Yeah. I like yes. I like this awareness. Yes, the awareness that she's giving, what she had to go through to get healed. And people are sometimes just so busy, like, just speak, just get involved, just go over all the time. We don't realize that they're trying to build their car. Now, of course, I'm not saying, Hashem, don't speak to parents. Those that can with pleasure, but there are those that can't. Yes. Yeah. She is so far saying a story that's so true. I, I've had someone else call me up or speak to me and say, yes, since this person went to therapy, they stopped doing this or doing that. No, 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 no. Let's understand. I've uh, had okay. that. Mordechai, she's constant. back. Yes. Okay. Hello. Yes. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Bad line from yeah. England. Um, yeah. Yes. I'm not sure what what you heard. Yeah, no, we heard everything until you said that you were right. starting so, to, you're working on building yourself up and there's so much that you're going through. You're going through a 12-step program. You didn't need help. You're going to therapy, right. you're doing reflexology, physical right. stuff to release the, the the pain, yes. Right. And, um, yeah, being that we're basically holistic people and we have to build our full worlds, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. But my biggest question is what do I do when I know my nine siblings left at home, you know, they're not yet damaged, or they are a bit, but they're not yet fully damaged. And I can say, especially at what's happened till now, but, like, about the future, like, do I have... I have no right, no place to come in, and I've spoken to my father, and I've even sort of threatened him that I'll call social services because I really can't just stand by. But I also have to be careful that it comes from me from a good place. And because I'm not sure what my question is, but yeah, regarding my siblings the at home, question is one of those questions so that you need now more guidance, more dastaire, and not that much a therapist. Means mm -hmm. your questions right. are: How are you going to deal with the guilt if you do call social services? Can you save them? What will happen to them? Are you ready to take them in? Are other siblings ready to take them in if you're going to be doing that? Or will social services, which doesn't really mm -hmm. take away kids, they just come down, they start being very on top of it, that you might make mm -hmm. your mother go, might be mandated for her to go to therapy. And if not, then mm -hmm. there can be, mm -hmm. you know, then she might, then the kids will stay home with your father, but she will, she might not be able to go there. Or they'll start, or other stuff will happen. It's, Let's realize social services mm -hmm. doesn't look to take upon themselves nine kids. The step is there's this fear that social services take away kids. They don't do that. They're not looking for that. They're first going to try to right. work with you and tell you this is not acceptable. We're going to be speaking to the kids. You continue this and this. But we're going right. down a whole different path. You're feeling responsible right. for them, which is a great feeling. But you're going to notice that you've got to first heal yourself. So my first question is right. what is mm -hmm. happening to your marriage? What is happening to you as a mother? Many times right. we like, I don't, I'm going to try to say something that, forgive me for that, but many times no, we like to not deal with our issues and focus on our kids, on our siblings. 
Right, You've got 18-year-old yeah, sisters, you said, or siblings. You've got 18, 16, 15. If you lead a healthy life and they start telling you, Mommy's doing this and this and this, and you can go, here's a rub that you can speak to now. What's the Mrs. Kibbutz of aim? Here's a cousin's where we can start going to and go for meals. There's a lot that you can do just by educating them what's healthy. But if you stay around right. and get abused by that parent that's always derogatory or makes fun of you, I know a case very, very well, unfortunately, where a kid would bring the parents food and the parents would spill it at the kid. So they would bring them mm-hmm. food and spill mm-hmm. it and bring food over and over, and other kids are watching that. And then when their abundant mm-hmm. got involved and told them, you're not allowed to, you're not helping, you're actually teaching your siblings how to continue getting the abuse, the person was not able to listen to the Das Torah. So what I need you mm-hmm. to realize is you're worried about what will be with them my concern, the way we focus on therapy, is you will be a beacon of light. You will be the role model. What will you be the role model? How will you deal with your mother? Yes, at first it might need to disconnect, but then when you're getting healthier, will you be able to stay calm when you're around her? When she gets sometimes a negative, will you be able to say, now I'm taking a break, and she'll yell at you, and you'll be able to calmly walk out, and when you're ready, come back in or say, you know what, tonight is not the time. When you'll have your brothers and sisters talk to you, it's so hard, what do we do? You can start saying, okay, let's first call the rub. Let's first call the school. Other places we can go. It's easier getting the boys mm-hmm. out of the house. Most of the time when you have a BPB, BPD of a mother, they get the kids out at 13 to dormitories. Mm-hmm. And all the, oh, the uncles and everyone knows, and they just do that. The girls are harder, which then they start having them as mother's help is for aunts and uncles. There's a lot that can be done, but it first has to start from you on the inside. Mm-hmm. So there's so much so, denial with that. There's BPD Bachlau. So well, you're, no, no, there are no, let, let's I need, that. I need to, when you're yeah. clear, and if your siblings are asking for help and crying how painful it is, then there's awareness. Well, well then And again, not, this program is to create, what we're doing is to create awareness. That's why I'm so proud right. of you to call up. Right. Right. So what are you hearing from my response, if you can, if we can just review that? Um, well, I knew before that I really have to look after myself first, and I've got two of my own kids, so it only make so logically I should, they come first before my siblings. Um, I don't know if you said that, but I thought you were going to say that. I definitely say that, um, but it's not it's not an and or or. It's not first only, your children, right. first your husband. You can put aside an hour a day, a half hour a day, where you'll speak to Askanim or speak to people about the situation, but not more. Not get caught up where now everyone wants to speak to you at just that bedtime. Isn't it amazing? Not to blame anyone, but to all those Askanim that are so busy, when it's bedtime for the kids, when it's homework time for the men, when it's time for when you've got to be home, you promise your wife you'll be home. And that's when all these nissim in the floors start where the Askanim go. No. The job is you're first going to work. You're going to be home, take care of your kids, or be the wife, or be the mother. Then you can put aside an hour or two hours, whatever you want, but not on your family time. I'm not. T- mm-hmm. I'm telling right. you, stay involved if you're healthy enough and if you're working it out with your therapist. What I am saying is it's got to be done in a healthy manner where you're a wife, you're first a person to yourself, you're a wife, and then you are a parent. Right. right. So what are you hearing? That I lack the, lack the courage. So for me to hear you talking and sort of giving support for people to go ahead and do the right thing, that's like my biggest... Uh, that's right. And I don't want Empowering. you just to rely on my courage. Start reaching out. 
You mentioned yes, wonderful uh-huh, systems. Uh-huh, I'll be honest with you. None percent. of the systems that you mentioned were professional. It means Innate Health is a wonderful system. It's not professionally licensed to deal with BPD. It's not. Mm-hmm. Reflexology mm-hmm. is a wonderful way to release stress and anxiety. It's not a therapeutic mm-hmm. model, even though a lot of times I'll tell you things. It's mm-hmm. not licensed. It's not dealing mm-hmm. with BPD. That's a severe it diagnosis. Actually, it was actually reflexes, which is something different. But, yeah, I hear it. it's still not Okay, uh, okay. Not whichever one therapy. it is. I want you to realize right. you are dealing with the most complicated of diagnosis out mm-hmm. there. And everything that you've mentioned so far, forgive me for saying that, had nothing to do with someone that's trained and experienced in that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you're going to be in the dark and you're going to be lost. You're not getting the right guidance. You're not speaking to the right. right people. They're not educating you. They're not telling you which books to read to understand about it. Right. Yes, speaking to the Rabbanim is extremely important and to find out to speak to a Rabbanim that understands this. But you're also going to need a licensed therapist that's experienced with borderlines. Very right. simple. Rav Nissa, well, what do you say? From uh, one where it is. First of all, I said that in England, I know that uh, a lot of my friends over there and they have excellent uh, community uh, services. And you can uh, mm-hmm. uh, working with the rabbis over there, the local rabbis and the local uh, therapist, and they will help you. I know that uh, my friend over there, my, uh, Rabino, Dov Rabinovich over there, and other other people that are good people that caring about it. And uh, you know, it's very important that you you will be stepped out a little bit from from your situation over there and let. The, the rabbis, the local rabbis, to get involved, trying to take over uh, your responsibility. I think that uh, you were, your real responsibility is to immediate family right now, to your husband and to your kids. Yeah. You're a sibling, as, as Mordechai said, you have to, take, to try to pass the authority to, uh, to really professional people. I think it will be helpful, mm-hmm. and uh, this, is, this is what I... I I know that what we're trying to do, the awareness, awareness, and really great that you have the awareness about it because so many, so many parents don't want to accept the awareness about their behave and what they're doing to the children. And this is, the, yeah, the place where the rabbis, the local rabbis, the local community can force them to do it because if they starting get, you know, the people know around it, they will be a little bit scared about it. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Yep. Mordechai. Thank you, Rav Nissen, yeah. for this beautiful program. So, Mordechai, uh, we already passed the time. I don't know if uh, you want to touch uh, other issues. And uh, I, I, do you want to continue with... Uh, your choice, sir. You lead. You know, okay. So let's let's touch a little bit to the, what do you call it, the Shiduchim, a little bit. Yes. Okay, so uh, what we have here, I know that uh, in the Shiduchim, well, as as we, okay, so let, let's take it in another 15 minutes and we'll let people also calling about the Shiduchim if they want. Okay, so people are asking about Shiduchim. Now we're going to make a request. Please call up. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And what we would also give is, Rav Nissen, what's the text number? Because we saw that looks like for Shaduchim takes a little bit more of an awareness. What can we do to first let maybe some text come in about Shaduchim? What's the text number? 347? 347-927-8398. Uh, uh, 
And again, the, the, uh, somehow everything is coming backfire on, on the parents and the marriage, you know, all this issue that what we facing today, you know, and, uh, you know, something that uh, somehow you, you Mordechai, has to connect it together. It's very important, very important, because when you come to a Shiduchim, and first of all, the Shadchan represent a very, very pink an idyllic picture of the the guy and the girls, and you know he's the perfect guy and she's the perfect woman. And suddenly, when they get married, oy vey, oy vey, you know, uh, this is something that we we have to to basically to awareness about it. And I think that uh, even to my myself and my children, is no such a thing a, a idyllic world utopia. We yeah. have to face life. You know, this is what I think that we, we, we're doing here in, in the J-Root Radio. It's whatever, yeah. it's it's important that a young couple building their own house try to, have, you know, first of all, parents of the new couple has to get step out, step out, let, the guy, let them build a new house and... You cannot just get involved of every single st uh, stupidity, a small fight with there. And he said, she said, and I, 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 this is very important, very important that she do him world, you know. Yeah. You, uh, you, you want you want to uh, talk about it? <laughs> it, it seems like I'm talking. <laughs> no, it is extremely important for us to recognize that when kids get married. Kids, they're adults. When adults get married, to start the process, which means you're here to connect to another person. You're here to form, to become a couple, that the couple now will become leaders, will now become the king and the queen of the house. And then they will have children, and they will be making the decisions. And, of course, like every parent or any position that you're new, you need shimmers, you need guidance, the parents are there to guide you. And, yes, with the first kid and second kid, the parents and the in-laws are more involved. But then as you get more skill, they're less involved. And that's the beauty of it, of marriages when we start, when we connect. So the shatchan's job, as incorrect as it might be, is to get two people that they should have the first date. That's the goal of the shatchan. And in today's days, we're so busy nitpicking and looking at every little thing that the Shatchanim even have to lie or embellish the truth or change little things just so the date should happen. The goal is after that, once you're dating, for you to start doing the checking, for you to start seeing, do you feel comfortable, for you to start seeing, are the Hashkafas matching, for you to start recognizing there are some warning signs. And warning signs does not mean that this person's bad. Warning signs just means that this person might not be the right one for me. But if you're not able to listen to yourself, or if you've got other people telling you, eh, this is nothing, this is nothing, but your instincts is really telling you there's something very wrong here, and you're going along with it, means you're not strong enough within yourself, then there will be a lot of doubt, then there will be a lot of guilt that's walking around that's going to eat you up. You know, we, we have a text here, very important, that's a, a very, cons very beautiful question because this has come from the mother. And, is this uh, the last one you just sent yes, me now? Yes, yes. So I'll read it. I am dealing with the opposite problem of what you read. I have a teenage child who has difficulties behaviorally regulating emotion and struggling scholastically. I have given him help as a child with limited success. I've done therapy and meds. He is and has always been resistant to help, which impedes his efficiency 
of NSO's efficacy of any intervention. At this point, I explained I am here to help him and provide any help he wants, but he has to ask for it. My concern, the part is, the problem is his denial. And as a mother, I know he is not ready to become a healthy adult and, and family man. That's beautiful. A, that's really beautiful. First of all, I want to thank the mother that wrote it. It's very courage to say it, you know. And I would say that uh, it's still young to, to, to see what, how it's progress. You know, I, I, I want to believe that uh, maybe, maybe if, if this boy will go to Eretz uh, Israel and, you know, Yeshiva or something like this, he will get something uh, out of it. It can be suddenly maybe is a late bloomer you know and yeah. suddenly we will get it up and we can be a great great man and especially if you have a mother like this i think that eventually it's penetrated to him but again uh, and a lot of praying for him you want yeah. to add it um yeah there's a lot i would say in her this i think you're going to disagree with me with some of them but i'd like to create the awareness because some people don't aren't even aware of this diagnosis and I find it, and it's a little, I, I find, I don't use the word often, but when you've got parents that are giving all their love and caring to the kids and getting them to therapy, I find several issues that it can be. Number one, and this is an interesting concept, this I think you would agree with, agree with me, Rav Nissen, and we have that a lot with the kids when they're at risk with Yiddishkeit, and it's interesting how sometimes they're abundant with us, come tell them, stop telling, let's say, your son to put on film. And the parent goes, what if I don't tell him? He won't. And maybe he won't for a week or two or a month or even a year. But the less the parents say it, and now the kid means there's a give and take, a tug of war, that when you're pulling one way, when there are issues going on, then the kid will pull the other way. And what we're seeing is that when you let go, but it's got to be bekavana with a system, with a path, not just I'm okay, I'm letting go of everything, but if there is a Healthy balance means you need guidance. Again, as I say, things like this must be done with the Rav, and must also be done with a therapist that you, the parent, has to be at the therapist where you're able to say, this I'm letting go, but this far I'm not letting go. And that's that give or take when you need that kid sometimes to fall to pick themselves up. So there's a quote, sometimes you need a fall to know how high you're standing. That's step one. Now, there's a diagnosis there of this, and you might find interesting or disagree, but I found it in several cases, and the solution is a little bit harder. But there's a diagnosis called pragmatic disorder. Pragmatic means the ability to take five, let's say, five different tasks and making it one. So for an example, of this, let's say you go to a construction site where you're going to do an evaluation. What you need to do is you need to see how big it is. You need to hear the expectations, what they have. You look at the plan of the contractor. You're able to see, hey, something is off here. The plans aren't matching the site or the building that they want to build doesn't match the area. So what pragmatic is is a person that can take everything together or see everything and put it together. There is some people that have, they're missing what they call executive functioning. Executive functioning is this concept where we can use executive functions. It's like everything that we do, but putting it together. So I was involved with a case number where a kid even got arrested, a teenager, and the parents are telling him, don't you see it since you got this and these friends, since you got these, let's say, four friends the last six months, 
Yeshiva's going bad. You've got an arrest and everything. And you know what? The kid, all he sees is one thing. This story happened because of this. That story happened because of that. He's not able to pragmatize. He's not able to put the whole picture together. And this is a developmental issue. It means the brain needs to be taught. It's, like, it's a special ed. It's not even a social worker that does that, where they teach how to see the whole picture. There's something now very popular in the therapy field called social thinking. So what might be happening is that you're challenging and you're fighting and the kid doesn't want to get help. It could be, A, the first issue that I discussed, that you might be very involved, which the kid is fighting and rebelling against that. On the other hand, it is possible that your kid might have a developmental issue that we need to really evaluate that maybe your kid can't see the whole picture. Yes, I, I tell you, I, I believe in uh, what you call a certain way in the... And let let the kids learn by himself in a certain way. You know what you call, as you say, responsibility. Give them responsibility, and uh, you know sometimes we overprotect our children, our kids. And I know yeah. that I know that a lot of Rashi Shiva to, uh, uh, talking about against, for example, the Israeli army. You know, and I had I had some issue with some boys that really we saved them by sending them to the army. And well, let's, so let's let's put this first. Instead of getting involved in politics, yes, yeah, exactly. Exact. Boot camp. Okay, let's say okay. For the Americans, we're not going. Okay. Let's use the word boot camp. Let's say a, a military style that yes. some kids need to be told you're going to do it. You do 50 push-ups. We lock you up if you don't listen. Tell them to wake up at five in the morning. March 10 miles with a with a, with 80 pounds of weight. Let's change it. Let's not use the term Israeli army. Let's use the term. Um, a boot camp, which they do have in America for kids, yes. for these kids at risk, for many kids at risk, or for kids that just need behavioral stuff. You know, many kids don't have the, the, the defenses, you know, that they're guiding around themselves, and they need to learn it in the older age. In the, in, in the army, you said what doesn't come from the head will come from the feet. You know, Marshal Obama Rosh, Obama Raglaim. So you work, you will get it. Eventually, you will get it. If you if you don't stay on this time schedule, you will get up in, in you will get up in three o'clock in the morning. You don't get up in three o'clock, we'll get in two o'clock in the morning. It's not something that you will give out. I am a wall. Nobody can penetrate this wall. This is something that the kids, our kids, has to understand. That some you know the 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 laws of reality, a lot of things that you know, and understand responsibility. This is very big, but unfortunately, we all lacking with resp- self responsibility. I know. I would know. agree with you. I am such a fan now. Summertime, that kids get jobs. They're from waiters, from JCs, junior councils. Forget about when they're already 18, 19. I am. So for this idea. Mordechai. Yes. Yes, okay. I want to tell you that since we're just touching this issue, we get so bombarding with, with uh, you know, all these uh, texts, and I just, I don't know, where, where we can keep, uh, keep running up to 12 o'clock, so I don't know. Do you want some to, uh, we have a, a girl in the in the line. Let's let's hear what, okay? Okay, let's go ahead and yes. Hello? Yes. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, okay, so I'm a Hasidic mother, but I'm very happy, happily married. Um, I'm calling regarding the mother that called last time about her. Um, she was asking, like, how do you know that you know you're you having your two, you know, your son? Wait, your sorry, say that again. Yes. 
Hello? Hello. Yes, just say it again. I heard that you're a Hasidish mother, Anne. Yeah, and I'm Bachshem, very happily married. I just want to say that regarding the mother who called last time, um, she asked, like, how do you know how, you know, you send both your, you send off your kids to the show, and, like, how do you know, what, what do you tell them? What do they say and what do they do? So I just want to say that I remember when I came out of my show, I was very nervous, and then my mother was like, well, what do you say? And I was like, what am I supposed to say? After such a short while, how can I say yes or no? So she said, you know, you don't say yes. We already said the yes. We did, you know, we did the research. We did the, our job. We said the yes. You, the only job you have to do is say no. If, you know, is there anything, any concerns? That's what you, that's what you're looking for. You're not looking to say the yes. We, we're saying the yes. Just, um, whatever that really Okay, is. very good. Yeah. And yep, that is definitely one mahalo that some parents do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, Mordechai, did you see yeah. the, the, the last text? Uh, we just got it. I just, just started reading it, yes. It's, you know... Shall we read it? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I'll keep the blanks yes, out. Yes. I won't, I'll just tell people that there's information that we're keeping private. I'm assuming they don't want it yes. Um, read. Yes. So I have a sister-in-law that recently got engaged, and we'll just leave it that... Yes. Has issues with relationships. She's normal, healthy, and okay. And I keep on hearing from people that the man she's going to marry has snapped several times and she's jumping into a dangerous marriage. It really hurts me to hear this. I did my, uh, did my in-laws settle on the shidduch? I'm trying to figure out. Now, I'm just going to be clear. The information that this person left us means that the sister-in-law is a very big adult means the sister-in-law is not 18 or 19, sharing that a lot has happened. And this information, in my opinion, should be shared with your sister-in-law and just saying, this is do better research, this is what we're hearing, and maybe the same to your in-laws. Maybe they didn't hear the information, which can happen sometimes. But that is what the program, that's, what, that's what's happening. It's scary because it's really scary because I, I said it could be that because the situation of the, the sister-in-law that maybe, maybe she's like a desperate uh, situation. Yeah. I would say that uh, really uh, make sure that she knows what, uh, where she's going and make sure that the, uh, the, the, the in-laws know where... That's where, right. Where if it's a sister-in-law, I would feel very comfortable telling a sister of mine saying, I don't know, people are saying some stuff. I don't want to get involved. You know, but could you do a better research? Yes. Yeah. So that is okay. So that I... is my recommendation. I'm not getting involved in yes, no. You see how she's shifting it to the in-laws, and I'm shifting it. Mm-hmm. Your sister-in-law is an adult, as the information that we have that we see of this and that we know what's going on over there. It's this person's a real adult, and we we have proof of that and they 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 know what pain is of not a healthy relationships from what they're sending us the information so i wonder why we're busy blaming the in-laws instead of busy shifting responsibility to those that are responsible to mature adults you agree with me on that yes, one yes no question about it I, I think that is very important and maybe even tell this person that the the, the young uh, the younger mishuduh that tell him that maybe if you want to get married, let, let's go to a therapist or go to check check what what is wrong with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Mordechai, I want to appreciate. Thank you very much. I know that uh, <laughs> take a lot of energy to run this yeah, show. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. I enjoy this. I just wish people would be brave to call up these questions. Again, we're still sharing the awareness. We're discussing it. We're reading texts about Shadokim. But we've had people call up about different diagnoses that they have from depression to anxiety to to marriage issues. So let's start calling up about Shadokim. There's no reason to keep it a secret. We all, these are basic common questions. Let's go ahead and share that. Okay. Thank you very much you, and good night to all our dear listeners. And excellent. we continue. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Ravnison, one question. The yes. person that asked, are we going to do about Shadokim that sent all the way from Eretz Yisrael, just sent me a message. Let me just read it and then we'll go after that. Great. If a boy has beautiful midas and shares his goals, but the girl doesn't feel, pers- doesn't feel the personality is for her and doesn't connect, are people justified by saying Midos is what's important, and if he has good Midos, he will want to make the wife happy, so you'll have a happy life? Does it make sense to tell a girl not to put importance on personality and not to worry about being able to connect on any level? What do you say of this? Into this? this is a text coming from Israel, so I don't know if this is... Midot <laughs> uh, uh, is very important. It's very important, but if you don't have any connection and... I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that it's shayach. It's you know, if it's you're not going to marry the uh, midot, you know, with all the respect, you know, it's if you don't have any connection, I would say that uh, it's not belong to you. It's not you bashered. What do you say, Mordechai? I think everyone across the board agrees, agrees very solid that there has to be some connection means even in the Hasidish Bashot style, as we had that this lady mentioned, that her parents asked, is there any reason why not? means you have to feel comfortable. And if you can't have that little conversation, there's no connection at all, then it's definitely a reason why not. So part of it is Balmidus. Part of it is, is, is everything should work out. But at the same time, there's got to be some connection. Now, connection is a fancy word. Connection could mean that after a half hour you felt okay and connected. Ha- connection could sometimes mean a lot, a lot more. Oh. So what we need to realize is it depends on each case, depends on each person. And the classical thing is, I don't know why they're asking us, ask a Rav. <laughs> I think any Rav will be very clear and tell you, you know, if you present it to them saying, I'm dating someone, he is good meters, but I have no connection to him at all. Should I marry him? I wonder what a Rav will say. I, I wanted and to add. I want to add about it. Sorry that I'm jumping. I don't want to add that. Go many ahead, many go times, ahead. many times, I had the issue with with one of my friends, and the parents so was enthusiastic about the person she did date. He's a good midot. He's a good yeshiva boy. He's unbelievable good parents, but the girl didn't get it. You know, she she didn't. You know. She, she didn't, and I would say didn't like him. She's very nice, very polite, very balmidot. And she didn't connect herself. And my friend yeah. asked me, Afri, what we do? I said, let her choose herself. It's not something that you can, that you cannot force it, you know. Maybe a sense, it's much stronger than us. And that you're thinking as a parent, oh, you just look, we're looking as a parent. Many things that not the, the, the young people looking. Let them yeah. also create themselves anew. This you don't want. You don't want your daughter or your son coming after, after six months or three months. I said, you choose my husband. You choose my wife. 
What are you doing? I, I didn't I didn't want it from the beginning. You forced me all this stuff. It is nothing that it's it's not not shayach, not shayach to this. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. So thank you for taking this question from all the way from Eretz at this late hour. Thank you, Mordechai. And thank yes. you, our dear listeners. And thank you, God, that we have the yes. chance to be awareness about it. And yes. good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hatzlacha, and have a wonderful evening, everyone. Amen. Be well.